0: Hey, everybody. This episode is going to inaugurate a new format that I'm going to utilize once in a while moving forward in which I seek out and bring on guests to the show to talk about their unique experiences or expertise or perspectives on Egypt and to introduce new places and travel ideas to you as you're thinking about or planning upcoming first time or even return trips to Egypt. So for this first interview episode, I DM'd one of my favorite ambitious young photographers in Egypt named Ahmed Wahba, and he agreed to meet up and do an interview for the Egypt Travel Podcast. So on my most recent trip there, I Ubered out to the Cairo suburb he lives in called 6th of October City in order to sit down with him and talk about some of the incredibly gorgeous places in Egypt that I see pop up in his photography all the time. So here's that interview, and I hope you all enjoy. Alright everybody, we're here um, in Egypt hanging out with Ahmed Wahba and uh, he is a photographer, videographer, content creator, awesome stuff creator. Uh, I've been following him for a while on Instagram, and I kind of DM'd him on Instagram out of the blue. and was just like, hey, I'm in Egypt. Uh, my name is John, I wanted to interview you for the podcast. And he was like, sure. So <laughs> here we are sitting at a cafe out in 6th of October City, which is just west of, uh, of Giza in Cairo. So anyway, Ahmed, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us and talking to the listeners of the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you, John. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. It was uh, such a weird coincidence, and I'm happy that we're following through. I'm happy that I'm here right now, and uh...
0: yeah. And first of all, I want folks to go follow you on Instagram because your Instagram account, your main one or your personal one, is Project Wahba, right? Yeah. And for everybody who doesn't know, that's W-A-H-B-A, Project Wahba on Instagram. But you also have another company Mm -hmm. that has its own separate Instagram account. Can you explain what that is for us?
1: Yes. So that company name is Visit Egypt. And what we try to do with Visit Egypt is kind of put a spotlight on the country. Visit Egypt always has this, uh, or Egypt, sorry, in general, always has this tainted image that is created by the media, that it's not safe, that it's dangerous. You mean the media is wrong sometimes? (laughs) (laughs)
0: I've been trying Uh, to get the message across to, to folks about that for years
1: Yeah, so here's the thing I used to live abroad for quite some time And I had to come back probably three years ago And then I had to do military service Which is obligatory and it's for a year However, during that time, I got the chance to travel around Egypt Prior to that, I was always up and about, traveling to new destinations. I was one of those like up and beat creators who was always hopping from one country to the other. And I just got the chance to go around and explore my country. And I was amazed by what I had to see. Not just that the media was wrong about the country, which is something that of course I knew about because I grew up here, but I realized that there are a lot of treasures that not a lot of people know about at all. And Egypt in general has not taken advantage of those sites for a lot of reasons. And I just wanted to shed some light. The best way for me to do so was for me to create a page and not just have myself post about Egypt, but have other photographers and create kind of a community that will feed into showcasing the beauty of the country.
0: And so that page is, is what on Instagram? Visit Egypt visit Egypt is it yes. visit Egypt or visit Egypt EG It is visit
1: Egypt EG, EG. Okay Correct. so it's
0: called visit Egypt and the Instagram account is at visit Egypt EG right Yes yeah, so okay. we're working
1: on getting just visit Egypt the user handle However, for now it's visit Egypt EG Yeah
0: I know how that is because mine is at jetset.ninja one of my travel blogs my main one the global one is jetset.ninja cuz .ninja is an extension and for years I tried to get at jetset ninja and it was owned by a guy somewhere in the Middle East. I don't know what country. <laughs> but uh, I tried for years to contact him and to get Jet Set Ninja off of him. And he didn't respond. He never posted anything. It was a dormant account. Finally, about four weeks ago, he emails me out of the blue. And he's like, hey, are you interested in this, this Instagram name? And I was like... I was <laughs> years ago when I was trying to email you, yeah. but not now because I've built up you know everything around Jetset.Ninja for years, yeah. and so I don't think I can switch, but I know how that is trying to get an account that you want.
1: Yeah, yeah. So where did you live abroad? So I lived in uh, California. I went to Pepperdine for uh, four years, graduated, went to law school for a year, finished, went to Abu Dhabi, and then came straight back to Egypt.
0: Okay, very Nice. So one of the things I think people who go to your Instagram accounts and, and see both at Project Wahba and at Visit Egypt EG is that you have amazing stunning photography of places all over Egypt and a lot of them are places that first time visitors to Egypt never get to and even people who you know live here or are here for extended periods of time don't know about to go to and I think that's one of the things people will find really amazing about if they go explore your pages there's so many ideas that they can get for places to travel in Egypt you have great photography of, of coastal areas, a lot of beaches, a lot of beautiful uh, remote areas. But I'm just curious, like, what are your favorite? Maybe we start with beaches. Like, what are your favorite beaches in Egypt? Where should people be looking outside of, you know, the package holiday tourists go to, you know, Hurghada and Sharm? Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of those. I like the, the <laughs> more obscure places. But what are your favorite beaches?
1: Well, uh, first of all, thank you, John. Really, really appreciate your comments. So, for my favorite beaches, I would split it into two different areas. The first one would be the Mediterranean Sea, which isn't really or heavily um, publicized a lot. A lot of tourists that come don't really go to the north coast, the Mediterranean coast. It's mainly uh, a destination for uh, locals. However, it really stands out to me. The sand is just pure white. It has all the different shades of blue. It really is something very, very special. I would bet money that it would be the future of the hospitality industry in Egypt. And that to me is is my favorite summer destination. The water temperature, everything, all the boxes checked. The water temperature is just perfect. Not too warm, not too cold. Every shade of blue you can think of. The sand is as white as it gets. It really is as soft as it gets as well. Moving to the other area, the Red Sea, I would say Marsa Alam would be my favorite destination. Also, not as famous as Hurghada or Sharm el-Sheikh. However, Marsa Alam's marine life is, is uncomparable. It is one of the best diving destinations worldwide. The marine life is insane. Even when you go snorkeling, you see all kinds of stingrays, fish... Uh, sea cow, dolphins, everything. And not just that, even even their landscapes is just, it's full of corals and it really is something very, very special and very beautiful. So I would drive on a coastline for hours and hours without seeing anyone in sight, without uh, seeing a single hotel. And I feel that the beauty comes with how raw it is.
0: Would you drive to Marsalam or would you fly directly there? Like would you fly to Hurghada and drive or just fly directly there? That's a
1: great question. I would drive, even though it's an 11-hour drive.
0: What about from Hergata? How long would it take, you think, from there?
1: Around three to four hours. Oh, that's not bad. It's not, but it's a very scenic route. Mm. And what I like to do sometimes is sometimes I take my kite surfing gear and I park literally in the middle of nowhere. I go with a bunch of friends, of course, and then we pump up the kites. And it's, uh, it's, it's definitely one of the best experiences that I have ever encountered.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, Marsa is not a destination that I think a lot of people know about just because it's so far south and, you know, it's not as easy to get to. But, I mean, it's interesting to hear you say that because, you know, Guna has always been one of my favorite places mm-hmm. on the Red Sea. And now we have, you know, Soma Bay just south of Fergata. I saw mm-hmm. you posted recently about a, on your page about a visit there not too long ago. What did you think of Soma Bay? Because it's a new development and even I haven't even been there.
1: Yes. Uh, Soma Bay is, is definitely a very special location because it kind of draws the bridge between beauty and luxury. They have amazing restaurants. The community is very, very friendly. They have unbelievable facilities, a state-of-the-art spa. But in the end of the day, you still get the beauty of the beach, the clear water, the crystal reflection during the sunset, the mountains. See, one of my favorite things actually about Summa Bay is the combination of the mountains, the sunset, and the waters. In a couple of particular spots, you can sit in various angles where you get a view of everything.
0: You know how in Guna, okay, you have the resorts and you have the downtown and marina area. Do Soma Bay and Marsa Alam have downtown areas you can go to outside of the resorts or are they pretty much places where you go to a nice resort there and you stay on the resort compound.
1: Let me put it this way: Marsa Alam has two kinds of downtowns. It has like the the local downtown area, which is one that I really really like because the seafood in Marsa Alam is straight out of the sea. A lot of seafood restaurants in Marsa Alam are dependent on their catch of the day. There's also a marina in Marsa Alam in Port uh, Ghalib, and it's um, it's not as big as Guna. However, it, it's it's still something that I definitely encourage people to go to at night. With Soma Bay, it's it's a different experience. Soma Bay has everything at night good restaurants, uh, long walks, just like Guna, uh, nightlife. I would compare Soma Bay to Guna. To me, Soma Bay is the upcoming Guna destination.
0: So does Soma Bay have areas outside of the resorts, or is all that stuff, like the clubs, the restaurants, the bars, in, in resort compounds?
1: Oh, it is in a resort compound. Okay,
0: okay. So, do people who visit Soma Bay Obviously, that they can go to another resort compound if they want. But, for example, if you stay at the Kempinski at Selma Bay, mm-hmm. do most people just visit the restaurants, the bars, the facilities in the Kempinski compound? Or do people usually go outside to other resort areas as yeah. well? Yeah,
1: so here's the thing with Guna, with Soma Bay, even with Sahel Hashish. The three of them, think of it as a mega compound. They have various hotels. So you have... The Kempinski Hotel in Suma Bay. You have uh, the Sheraton Hotel. It's very hard, actually, to walk from one hotel to the other, because the the areas are uh, are, are far apart. Yeah. However, right in the middle lies their marina where you have all the restaurants all the oh, okay. nightlife
0: so that's kind of like their downtown or central area yeah but but in the
1: end of the day if you want to stay or spend the night at the hotel you still have all the facilities that come with a resort and hotel gotcha. so they're mega compounds and each hotel has its own section within the compound
0: gotcha and so what about on the north coast i mean i've seen your pictures of uh your photography of the north coast and it's gorgeous i mean i normally think of turquoise water and white sand as the red sea But I think you've really shown me another side of the North Coast where I've never really considered going to the beach there. But it looks amazing. I mean, are there towns along the North Coast that you would recommend?
1: Absolutely. So here's what's very interesting about uh, the North Coast is right now, well, in the past, the North Coast has always been viewed as residential compounds where it was always like a summer getaway. But recently, a lot of hotels started opening up and expanding. I know a couple of boutique hotels just opened up this year, and in the next couple of years, a lot of upcoming hotels are uh, looking to open up. I think it's a great opportunity, and I think it's about time. It's a destination that is very much worthy. It also is a destination that I think should not really be restricted to locals only, but... To the international community. I really think it should also be a touristic destination as well. We had an airport close by for quite some time. There are some renovations going on there so that will definitely open a lot of doors in the future.
0: I don't think people realize too that you know a lot of these places it's not like you have to carve out a chunk just to go to that beach or that town. I mean on the north coast for example. For visitors who want to make, you know, a day trip or a couple of days trip out of it, you have, I'm trying to think, east to west. You're leaving Alexandria, you have El Alamein, and then Siwa over far to the west. Is there anything else that I'm not thinking of in between there that people can make a two- or three-day trip out of?
1: Yeah, so uh, there is Marsa Matruh. It's very similar to El Alamein, however, it's a lot more raw. There aren't really a lot of uh, resorts in between. However, if someone would, here's my recommendation if, if someone would go on a trip from El Alamein to Siwa, I would recommend a day or two in Alamein, a, uh, a day or two in Marsa uh, Matruha. It's also important to mention that there's a mega compound opening. Uh, well, it's already operational, however, it's expanding heavily. It's called Almoza Bay, owned by uh, Trafco. They have three or four, if not more, hotels in that compound. And they're expanding at a very exponential rate. It's a very beautiful location, very beautiful bay. A lot is going on up in that section. And then the more towards the coast of Libya you go, you'd head into Siwa, which is a completely different landscape. It's a completely different culture. It's a completely different environment.
0: What about oases? Speaking of Siwa, what are your favorite oases or desert spots to go to? Because you have a lot of great photography on your pages too that appear to be out in the desert. So what do you like out there?
1: Thank you. Thank you, John. I would say one of my favorite spots, not just as an oasis or a desert destination, but one of my favorite spots in all of Egypt is the White Desert. The reason for that is that you really feel that you step outside of Earth. It feels like Mars. To me, every time I go, I always compare it to Star Wars. I always compare it to Tatooine. (laughs) in Star Wars it, it really looks like it's something that doesn't make sense the landscapes are they're very very different and it's, it's very interesting with every hill or rock or platform it's very different than the one right next to it however there's just this weird form of symmetry and in the end it all makes sense
0: yeah, the White Desert is something that not a lot of people know about. And it's, I mean, you can do it in a day trip from Cairo, right? I mean, it would be a long day. Very long day. But uh, people who are limited in time certainly can make that happen. But if you were going to visit the White Desert, where would you stay if you wanted to make it more than just a day trip? That's
1: a great question. So I would start the day in Fayyum and then spend a night there, head towards uh, Luhat al Bahraya and stay at the Black Desert stay there for a night, and then for the third night, I'll go to the White Desert and camp at the White Desert. Camping there is literally heaven on earth.
0: I would imagine the star, the sky is pretty Unbelievable. amazing
1: too. I took a picture once of the Milky Way with my phone, and it was with like an iPhone 6, and the Milky Way was visible. You have no lights that interfere with the star line, and uh, it really is beautiful. It's also an experience that is very grounding, and it draws you closer to a connection with mother nature and earth.
0: What kind of camera equipment do you use? What do you prefer oh
1: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Sony, uh, Sony photographer. I made a shift from Canon to Sony, and I've been uh, <laughs> very addicted to my uh, Sony camera. I shoot with a uh, Sony a7 III. I uh, started shooting a little bit with a uh, Blackmagic 6K. However, not a big fan of the heavy file sizes, but for the uh, majority of my projects, I'm always on my uh, Sony.
0: And you, you were recently doing a collaboration I saw with a cell phone company or an equipment manufacturer, I believe, here in Egypt. What was that?
1: Yes, it was uh, Honor, which is a phone company owned by Huawei. They launched their new phone, Honor 20 Pro. And to me, this was an interesting project because I always preach that as a content creator, you should never limit yourself with the gear you have. Because I, I was always approached by multiple creators that came up to me and they were always commenting that I was able to do that level of work because I had specific equipment. And the way I started off was just with an iPhone. And I shot with an iPhone for quite some time. I even shot projects with an iPhone. So it wasn't just passion projects with iPhones. I shot a couple of projects with iPhones. And I'm a big fan of shooting with your phone because it's very easy to carry around. It's not as limiting as walking around with a camera and a gimbal. And I'm a big advocate of having people that are interested in creating content to start over with their phone and see where that takes them. Stretch the limits. And I guarantee that a lot of great content will come out of it. With my Hawaii project, I wanted to prove that this wasn't just a theory that I preach. I wanted to actually get the phone and stretch the limits. Got a lot of comment, got a lot of feedback, and really looking forward to do a lot of projects that are similar to that one.
0: I saw a lot of your pictures during the collaboration, and as a photography layman, I mean, I'm no expert at it at all, but I couldn't tell the difference. The the quality was amazing. The shots were amazing. The color was amazing. You really did a good job, I think, of showing that you really can capture great content with a phone. And I had never heard of Honor before, but I saw it so many times on my feed when you were getting photos with your phone. So you did a really good job of promoting them because now people know who they are.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm uh, very happy to hear that. I always get very energetic when um, I I can just send this very quick message where anyone can do it. You know, all you need to do is just pick up your phone and hit record, no matter what phone you have. And uh, it's very interesting, too, because nowadays phones have reached a new level of quality. Right now, like the, the new iPhone, the 11 Pro, it, it shoots wide. And I have a friend, Ahmed Adri, who uh, just shot a couple of pictures. And I really couldn't tell the difference. Even when I zoomed in, it was it was very hard for me to tell the difference. I even, I, I called him uh, one time. I told him, hey, this last picture that you just took, there's no way that this one was with a phone. And, and it was. And really looking forward to what phones will bring. I don't like carrying heavy equipment, so I hope that one day I would be able to shoot projects with smaller cameras, smaller equipment. Hey, if um, if it's even possible, a phone.
0: And I have to ask you, too, since you're from here, let me ask you a little bit about some local Egyptian stuff. Like, what's your favorite Egyptian food? Ooh, molokheya. Molokheya. Yeah. Ah, nice. For the record, I think all of our listeners know because I talk about it (laughs) in almost every episode. Mine is kosheri. Okay. I eat way too much of that. What about restaurants or cafes in in Cairo? Because a lot of my favorite restaurants in Cairo tend to be in the hotels. Like, one of my favorite Thai restaurants in any country is Birdcage in the Semiramis. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. For 15 years, I've just loved—and it's been there forever. I just love that Thai restaurant. Yeah. And people ask me a lot where to get good sushi here, and I love sushi. I haven't eaten a lot here, so I don't have good recommendations on that. It's a little bit touristy, but I love the new Egyptian restaurant that opened in the Cairo Sheraton. El Mawarria, Okay. But I tend to stick to the hotel bubble because a lot of people come here and they eat local and they might get sick or they're afraid they might. So yeah. I kind of search out and recommend places that are sort of in the tourist bubble. But I'm always curious as to, you know, for people who live here and know Cairo so well and grow up here, what restaurants do you eat at when you go downtown? Do you have any favorites?
1: Oh, absolutely. So one of my favorite restaurants, I it's, it's a breakfast restaurant, but I go there sometimes for lunch. It's Filfela. They have the best, the best ta'amaya, the best uh, food. they get very creative with their dishes as well. Just recently I, I discovered, uh, and it's, it's quickly become one of my favorite breakfast dishes, stuffed ta'amaya with cheese. It's beautiful. <laughs> it sounds a little bit too much, but you put some tahina on top and boom, you have yourself, not just an Egyptian sandwich, but it's very tasteful. Sounds Definitely like a lot it. of flavors. And I don't think I can ever eat that sandwich anywhere else in Egypt. So it, it really is something uh, special. Nice. Definitely. That, would, that sounds like
0: something I would actually wake up early to go get. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah they they, um, they open up till pretty late. We Egyptians like to have breakfast at 11 a.m. So a lot of the restaurants here would be open up till 1 or 2 p.m. for breakfast. So. Oh, nice.
0: Well, Ahmed, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down absolutely, with us. And- absolutely,
1: John. It's been a pleasure. I uh, hope to again multiple times in egypt oh, i'm
0: back i'm back almost every other month sometimes every month but, absolutely
1: uh, would love to catch up and would love to have you at the exhibition tomorrow yeah
0: for sure no i'll definitely go try to check it out and for folks again the uh instagram page for ahmed personally is project wahba that's w-a-h-b-a project wahba and for his company visit egypt e.g that's on correct. instagram yes all right thank you Ahmed.
1: absolutely it's been a pleasure